He has a brain like no other. A memory that has stunned millions. A mental wonder. It all started back in 1990 when he correctly predicted the Pennsylvania lottery. Now, the holy grail of neuroscience, Jim Carroll is your mentor to limitless mental energy. Get ready to learn his secrets to superpower your mind. It's Jimmy the Brain. Okay, everybody, my guest today is a very, very, very good friend of mine, Tony Dottino. He is the founder of the USA Memory Championships. We met years back. I mean, this guy's a best-selling author. He's probably the one of the most brilliant guys that I've met in a long time with the brain. And he knows more about memory than most doctors I've met in my life. Uh, introducing Mr. Tony Dottino. How are you doing today, Tony? Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure uh, to be a, a part of your, your podcast. Uh, I appreciate the recognition of uh, founding the USA Memory Championship, which is where we first met when we were hosting an event in New York City. And I always remember you walking up to me and I was talking with Dr. Fatui, who was the head of the Brain Health Center at John Hopkins uh, University. And you walking up with a deck of cards in your hands. So I'm, I'm looking for a deck of cards in your hands. I always think of you as having a deck of cards that always in your hands and demonstrating to people uh, how your memory works and how it connects to a deck of cards, which happens to be one of our events in the memory championship. But it's a pleasure to be with you today. Yeah, I can't believe we're finally on together. I mean, I've been watching you on all your little talks on Facebook and things like that. And you're talking about me all the time. Like, let's get on together and bash it out here. Like we're on a phone call. And so here we are. I mean, Jesus is just amazing and weird times right now with the social media and, and, and the distancing and everything else. And, uh, so it's, uh, I would have rather had you in the studio and, you know, in my house here, that would be a lot better, but this is next best thing. So no, look at Though I do see a pool table behind you, something you, uh, you you hustle people in when you bring them to the house. Let's get get a game of pool, and you've got the pockets all sorted out. Oh, you should see the whole. I got the ping pong table there, the dartboard there. Uh, yeah, all my little hustle game. Remember my book, Tony? Fifty-one ways to hustle your friends. Well, this is where it all started. And <laughs> but tell me a little bit about your book, the grass. That I, I mean, I, I think the. People would love to hear about that. Uh, tell them a little bit. Yes. Jim, I've published, uh, I've written a couple of books. Uh, one, one that I started with. I, first, I want to just tell you, I have been studying the human brain for just about uh, 30 years at this point. I got fascinated with learning what neuroscience was bringing to, uh, to the world uh, back in 1989 when I attended a conference on creativity. And it was being given by a neuroscientist who was telling us in the next 10 years, more than half of what we thought we knew about the brain would be proven to be wrong. So I was always one of these people that felt you know, that I wasn't using all parts of my brain. So I said, gee, let me see if I can learn what the parts of my brain are that I'm using incorrectly and let me figure out how to correct that. And boy, what a difference I think it would make in my life. And so fast forward, I started studying and, and reading all kinds of different science magazines. And I, so I started subscribing to different you know, news magazines that were teaching us what are the lessons that science is discovering about the human brain. So uh, I got the opportunity to write my first book, which was here are things that leaders need to know about a brain if they're going to inspire the creativity of a workforce. And so as I began to learn about creativity, it then got me into memory. 
And you are the, the walking model of that because what I learned in the seminar that I attend to by three, again, it was a three-day seminar being given in New York City. But what I learned, if you want to enhance people's creativity, you must enhance their ability to organize information, put it into their brains in a way that facilitates the filing of it so that when you learn or hear new things, you can pull it out and you can use it to bounce new thinking against it. So the formula to creativity is having a great memory and a, a resource of bringing new information into yourself. And bam, there goes the branching associating machine of uh, creativity. And that's what I love about working with you and, and the years that we've been together and the things I've seen you do. I, I call you the holy grail of the neuroscience world. Because first, when we started and I first met you and what your memory was and your zip codes and your different capitals and things, but I've watched you expand your abilities to where we did some work with the bones of the human body. And I remember you know, 350 people all in the medical world and you asked them, so how many of you can tell me what the bones of the human body are? And like in an audience of 350, three people put their hands up. <laughs> Yeah, I remember and these that. medical people, and there you were with the skeleton in the front of the room, and you started with the head, and you went right down, and you just left them aghast. I mean, it was like the funniest thing. You know, if I knew more about YouTube in those days, I would have filmed the, the audience and said, what do you think they were looking at, or what do you think they were watching? And it was watching you go down through from the skull all the way down to the ankle bones, what the elements of the human body uh, really were as it existed in bones. So... That, that's one of my fun experiences that I, that I think about and your ability. So in my study of memory and in working with you and talking with you over the feats and things that you've accomplished over the last 10 years, uh, I, I just get blown away. And I just keep wondering why you've not been discovered by some major university <laughs> and become the subject uh, and become the subject of the potential of human beings that are so untapped that people are not, and, and, and you talk about the COVID-19 virus, it's like people are feeling so controlled and trapped and they have a sense of loss. And I'm just saying on my Live with Tony broadcast, I do, there's so much more we can do with our brains than we ever, ever thought possible. And every time I talk to you and you're doing something new or you're learning something additional or you're telling, I'm like, you're waiting to be discovered. And I'm like, get out of your basement and get out into the world. And now I'm in my basement. <laughs> and now amazing. you're in your basement, yeah. but we got to get the doors off and we got to get a big truck to come in and just hike you out of there and get, let the world recognize. What I, re I remember when we met, where, where, what the heck? I, I was like, I was reading, what was, I was watching a Today Show and I'm like, I was exercising on my bike and study these cards and try to memorize as many cards as I can to get in shape and, and I see on the Today Show, USA Memory Championship. And I'm, I'm like, I got to get down there. I got to get to New York. So I, I remember there was one coming up in New York. And I went down. And that's where we met for the first time when you were a doctor for TUI. And I remember that like it was yesterday. And, and I'm like, who's this guy? You, you, you come up to me like, who's this guy? What does he want? I, can I talk to you a second, sir? <laughs> you know, let me show you what I do with a deck of cards. Remember that? That was... <laughs> 
That was so amazing. And I always remember that because I was there talking yeah. with Dr. Fatui and we were, there was an event going on. I think it was there. They had uh, names and faces. And so yeah. they were trying to remember names. And it was one of those quiet moments. And I was up in the front talking to Dr. Fatui and what his keynote talk was going to be. And as you walked in, right, you had your, le you're the leather jacket guy with yeah, the shades, yeah, yeah. right? And, and as you came, came back up and the, but, but you were so real and you were so authentic in the way you presented yourself which is amazing because one of the things, and, and I, again, I think of your ability to get people in a conversation so quickly and how you engage them. And what I've been doing in my live with Tony broadcast is talking about when people are now feeling trapped and they're feeling like they're in the confines of their own residence or apartment or house, one of the important things we're losing are social interactions, social skills. And again, I think of how quick you are able to get people into conversations and you get to learn things from people that a psychologist would sit there and look and it's like, how are you doing that? So, you know, when I think of brain health and the elements of what constitutes a strong brain and mental fitness, uh, I, I, every time I read an article or read a new science study, it's like Jim Carroll pops into my mind first because everything I read that's good for mental health and, and brain fitness, you are, again are the walking model of it. And it's like, you've put it all together. I've always well, I don't know about that. I, I can recall a time when I came down to visit you. Uh, Tony, by the way, is the one that got me involved with all his medical knowledge. I would have never dreamt about doing any of this. And he said, Hey, I got a speaking engagement for us at Florida hospital. Is there any, that's when I started studying the bones and everything else. So I come down and visit the guy and we do the show. And I said, Hey, let's go to universal studios. I haven't been there for a long time. <laughs> he remembers us. So we, we go to universal studio. Remember this? We go to universal. So here we are the director of the USA memory championship and Jim Carroll, supposedly the man with the world's greatest long-term memory. We're here at Universal Studios. Now, Tony's pulling in the parking lot. He's driving. I'm on the phone with my wife. Oh, my God, Lynn, you should see we're back down at Disney World. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm all excited to be at Universal again. Tony's talking to his girlfriend on the phone. And, and before you know it, we go into Universal. We had dinner, remember? And about two hours later, we come out, and neither one of us knew where the car was parked. <laughs> we're arguing it. with each other. Well, you should know. You're the USA memory. Well, you're the what? That was so – remember that time? Yeah, that I so do. Because cool. yeah. if anybody's been to Universal Studios, they got six levels, two different garages, and you can get lost on those garages fairly easy. Yeah. Uh, yes, embarrassing. Yeah, two, two memory guys, and we couldn't even find our car. It took over an hour to find the damn car. I swear, that's amazing. I remember that. <laughs> But yeah, that was a lot of time. We, we, we had a good time. And then, and then, we, then you got me involved with MIT and we did a couple talks at MIT together, which was a blast. And, and we, we met Robert and Jamian, who will be one of the guests on here so, shortly. And, and uh, tell them a little bit about, about the, the, the USA Memory Championship. What, well, I, I want to go back to MIT, Jim, because when yeah. we did the MIT, uh, we, were, we were cautioned not to feel bad because the session was going to be in August. And therefore, the students hadn't come back to school. So we were given an auditorium, uh, maybe 300 people. And we were kind of given a, hey, guys, don't feel bad if uh, the auditorium is not filled. But you've got the stage, and here's where you're going to do your talks. And uh, Jim was going to do a piece. I was going to do a piece. And Robert Jamian, who was part of the neuroscience, the McGovern Brain Institute there, uh, was going to do a talk. 
And lo and behold, they, the place was packed. They were sitting in the aisles. They were sitting around the back. They had to bring TV cameras out into the that, atrium. Yeah. Uh, it was like, what was going on here? And I mean, the, the, the Dean of Science walked up later on. He said, I could never have imagined we'd have this many people interested in the topic of memory. And so that was my back to now the USA Memory Championship. But Jim and I had a blast that day. And just looking at people sitting in the room and then afterwards, I, I think Jim was just about flooded with every student that was in the room and wanting to get a piece of some of his brain, I guess, uh, to learn about some of the things he had done and some of the topics. And I had a number of people like, how do you guys do this stuff? And what's, is there a secret to this? And I said, there's no secret to it, which is the US Memory Championship. It's a skill. And so when I ask people, do you believe that there are skills you can learn to improve your memory? I get sometimes these, these hazy looks of, you must be kidding. I mean, I, I either was born with a good memory or I missed it. And there I come right back to Jim again, because when people see what he does today, and they look, well, he must have always had a good memory. I love when Jim talks about his background and, and his life story. And in his book that he just had put out last year, and you read his backstory, you just can't believe that, that that person that went through high school and did work in a steel mill is the man you're seeing in front without some kind of a magical, I live near Disney World, right? So Tinkerbell came down and sprinkled him with you know, pixie dust. And there's this new person today that is almost 180 degrees from the person you read in the first chapters of his book. Well, Tony, let me show you something. Brand new. I just invented this basically a couple days ago. I hope it shows up well on here. This is taking these memory abilities that both of us know about and which you teach very, very well with mnemonics. You're like the professor here. I'm, I'm more or less like the demonstrator, okay. uh, but, but let, I combined it now with math. Since I was talking with MIT the other day, we, we did that computational neuroscience class on, on zoom yeah. with Robert. And ever since I came up with this idea, I go, I got to combine math and memory. Now I've never shown this to anyone. This is the first time I'm doing it. Oh, you take, wow. you take the cards. I just hope it works. You mix them up like this. You can cut the deck. I wish you were here that you could examine everything. You can cut them as many times as you want. And here's the deal. You could name any number you want right now from one to 10. Go ahead. Six. Watch one, two. Could you see them? Could you see them on the table? I got them. Yeah. I got them. That's two three, cards. Three, four, five, five six. Now six. name another number, Tony. Uh, three. One, two, three. Now name another number. Nine. One. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nothing tricky about the thing, right? Not you could have named any number. We shuffled the cards. We cut them. You're not going to believe this. What was the first number you said, Tony? Set. Got, got Jim. You're the memory guy. What was it? God, I went. I went to three to nine. One, two, three, four, five, six. See that? See how your mind works? Damn. I could make you forget the number six. But you know what the top card is on that pile? If you were to guess, would you believe it was a king of diamonds? See if I'm right. Is it the king of diamonds, Tony? Oh, God. What was the next number you, you said? Remember what the next number was? Three. Three. Do you, you know what that card was if you were to guess? It's it's the nine of diamonds, Tony. Look, it's the nine of diamonds. Oh, right? And what was the last number you named, Tony? 
one, two, yeah. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So what you do is using math, computating math with memory, what that would do is that would give you probably the queen of spades would be that card. Let's see if I'm right. The queen of spades. All right. So that's the thing. See, I'm combining the math with the memory now, Tony. This is freaking amazing. It's like, but that's what I'm doing. And obviously all the cards in the deck are memorized. Like I could name all the cards in here now and everything else. doesn't matter how much you shuffle the cards anymore, Tony, because what I do is I take memory now and you can shuffle the cards and it becomes math and you still can remember all the cards. So a lot of fun you can have with this folks is, and, uh, Tony will teach you all how to do the basic stuff. You know, that's what we do. We teach the basic stuff, and then you get to this, and you get to have a blast with people. It's just amazing. Jim, I thought you'd like that. that since we just did that broadcast a couple of weeks ago. We were in the class in neuroscience. So you, you just created that over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, exactly. Since last since 10 days ago, and, and when we talked to all these students, and, and Robert and Jamie, who's a genius with the math and the computation and neuroscience, it's a combination of math and the memory and everything else. So I thought... Well, now I got to start combining math and memory, and I came up with 21 routines in the last four nights. So, Jim, 20, you just keep yeah. demonstrating the point, which we start off when we say we start with basics. And this is where people, when they see somebody like yourself, they get a little bit lost because they look at where you are and they forget all the work you've put into it and the steps you've taken. So now in watching you over the 10 years that we've been together and talking and, and going back and forth, uh, your foundation in terms of uh, movie stars was one of the things that got you started in creating right. what we call anchors. Anchors. In, in anchors. The, in the hooks, right? So your first thing in memory is how do you establish anchors and hooks that you can then use your brain to link new information to those hooks. And what has amazed me about you is as you've grown those hooks and you've expanded your anchoring system, it is beyond anything I think any mental athlete or memory competitor has ever, ever done. And, and just your process of how you do that is where I say it creates hope for anybody that wants to improve their memory. It all started, it all started with this too. You started with the deck of cards. All right. And everything I do comes back to a deck of cards. It started off with the digits one to 52 where I had 52 celebrities, 52 cards, like most of your memory athletes do. Yes. All right. And then the action and then the location for my location, I used countries in the world. And that's how I started one to 52 today, Tony, it's one to 10,000. Each one of those numbers mean up to 272 different things. So but, Jim, I want, I, I want to get back to the question you asked, yeah. and then I want to come back and ask you a question about your experience and what you've done over the years. But you asked me about the Memory Championship, and the Memory Championship is to bring people together from all over the country, and they could be high school students and college students and adults, uh, to come together to compete for a series of events that start with uh, remembering the names of 135 people in 15 minutes. Then we give them 500 digits. They get five minutes to remember as many of those as they can. We give them a 50-line unrhymed poem and then five minutes for a deck of cards. We go through that and then we get what we call eight qualifying people. And, and, night, uh, and when we did our 20th event, we actually upped that to 12. And here's where Jim came into play again, because in our 20th event, we were going to host it at MIT and put it on the Kresge Auditorium stage. 
And Jim is part of the committee counseling on what we were going to do for our 20th event with 12 people on a stage with almost 500 people in the audience. He comes up and says, we've got to demonstrate long-term memory. He said, because some of these techniques are good for short term, but I want to be able to demonstrate to the country and to the people in the audience that there's more to it than long-term. So he pushes on the committee to create this yeah, long-term event. And so he comes back up with, okay, let's go through the Football Hall of Fame. And we got to remember the year they were inducted and the position. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then he talks about Oscars and who won the Oscar for the best picture and what year and what movie. Uh, then the science department at MIT says, and we got to do periodic tables. So yep. we got to do periodic tables. And then last but not least, we had, to, of course, add one more pot into this unbelievable challenge, a rock and a rock uh, hall of fame. Right. And so we had almost 4,000 data bits and Jim was saying, okay, what we got to do now is give the mental athletes at least 30 days and let's see how they can study these 4,000 data bits. So they demonstrate long-term memory and then bring that forward and mix up the questions and demonstrate to the audience that not only do the mental athletes have short-term memory, but they also have long-term memory capacities using the skills. And, and again, I, I, I thank, I'm thankful for Jim in nudging us to do that. Initially, our team thought he was crazy, but he wanted to prove to people that this was not just a short-term gimmick, or, or, but it was a skill that would allow you to remain and retain information. From knowledge. Them. It's knowledge. Yeah, it becomes and knowledge. that was just yeah. awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. And I remember I mean, at our dinner that night, after the day, we went out to dinner and the mental athletes were challenging one another by asking questions that came out of, yeah. out of those long-term events. So it was- oh, and it's more fun too. You, you know, never, knowing all the Oscar winners, all the NFL Hall of Fame, I think there's 346 in the Hall of Fame now because we just added 20 for 2020. And uh, they'll, I think they'll, hopefully they'll be inducted. I don't know with the, with the virus going on. I don't know if that, how, what the, what's going to happen yeah. there. That's supposed to be the summer. But yeah, that, you know, to me, I'm about long-term memory because to me, long-term memory is, is, is knowledge and coming from a guy that worked at a steel mill, you know, I barely, I barely made it out of high school, Tony. I think my grade point average was like, was like 1.2 and oh, wow. I had to go to summer school to get my diploma. I mean, because I used to get bullied when I was a kid and, and, and I, yeah, so this is not like I'm born with, with, a, with, a, with a memory. I mean, this is something that I work hard for every day and. And now it's just so much fun. And, and but but the, the main thing is you can help people. I I mean helping we we help a lot of people. We to between the you know what I mean. Like you, what you're doing right now is is uh, my gosh. I I just wish we could get this thing going where we could just go across the country and just hit all these military bases, especially the people with uh like like at Walter Reed. I mean, so many people have PTSD and traumatic brain injury, and some of these athletes suffering from CTE. This stuff is good for them. And not only that, but it's good for seniors to keep that onset of Alzheimer's and things like that. But we never knew. I never knew any of this stuff years ago. I don't know. But if it wasn't for you, I, that's why I wanted you to be one of the first guests. I, I just you got me into the medical. Without you, I would not study the brain. I don't know anything about it. what did I know. I mean, I barely made it out of high school. I worked at a steel mill. I'm not supposed to be able to do any of this stuff. So you got me into the medical 
field. So we did right? this boot camp. We called it boot camp for the boot brain. Boot camp for the brain. Right? And they that was so much this fun. To, they, yeah. they had, it was amazing because as this got announced to the employees, they now call it Advent Health. So it was yeah. Florida Hospital Orlando that became Advent Health. Within one day, they filled up all the open spots in the auditorium. And even as I meet people to this day, now this was a workshop we, or, or boot camp yeah. we did more than five years ago. Even to this day, as I meet people that were in that, they remember Jim and the, what we were talking and the different skills that we talked in terms of yeah. teaching. So we did teaching so that everybody could get some lessons of what they could do. Then Jim would demonstrate that. And it was just a fun. I mean, people came to that and they were laughing. They were playing. And who would have thought you could go to a memory boot camp for the brain and just have so much fun that years later, people still remember it and they're still talking about it. And remember the woman in the front with the hair, Wendy? Wendy. Yep. yep. We made Otter. a story about Wendy and people. That, that's the Everyone first. knew her name because they associated it with Wendy and everything else. It's so, this is so much fun. This is so much And people need this. And that's why this is a perfect show for beating the odds. This is like beating the odds for these people that don't think they have any hope for their memory, even up until they're 60. People 55 years old, they think, oh, my memory is going downhill. No, it isn't. It's your focus. It's going downhill. If you adapt a little bit of these things, anybody. So it's so important. I mean, if I could do this, anybody could do it. It's 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 so really. For me, Jim, I then remember and I remember talking to the CEO at the time from the Children's Hospital. So now we, we took you over to we said, OK, Jim, now you're going to go from the bones. We're going to take you to the brain. I mean, <laughs> And I always remember saying, you're going to go meet a, gr a group of pediatricians. These are the top doctors at Advent Health that are going off to uh, Daytona and they're going to the, to the beach for their three-day medical conference. And so you were a keynote speaker yeah. at their medical conference. And again, blowing them away with like, okay, what medical school did you go to? I and know. <laughs> get all this medicine from them. Uh, what do you think about this? And so Jim was having dialogues with doctors as if he were a doctor. <laughs> Crazy. You don't want to tell anybody. I just barely made it through high school, but I know, but it's true though. Is this information yeah. in a way that it just, it blows my, it doesn't blow my mind. I studied this for 30 years and I sit and I think about what I've written about. I think about what I've read in, in science magazines. And I, Jim Carroll is the first person I think of every single time because we're learning about nutrition and how important nutrition is. We learn the importance of exercise. So I have, uh, again, I can't help but think Jim all the time because just here was a, the latest issue, discover your strength. And what they're now saying is doing strength exercises oh, is more important amazing. to the brain than even aerobic exercise. Yeah. And Jim's got a, a physical, Jim, tell them about your physical routines you go oh, through. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, I come up with the ESPN. And then I'm not talking the sports network, and I hope I don't get sued for saying that. But ESPN to me is E for exercise, your brain and your body. S for proper sleep. I don't care who you are. Hey, I, I could go. I could live off three hours of sleep. Oh, yeah. Well, it's going to catch up to you because your glymphatic system cleans out your brain when you're sleeping. Sleep is very important. So the EDSP, in my opinion, is the most important, Tony, is positive, positive, positive thinking, positive energy, always being positive. And like you just said, N for nutrition, ESPN. Now, so what had happened was when Years and years ago, when I worked in a steel mill, I, rem I remember this like it was yesterday. I, I just met my wife. We're married now 44 years, and and uh, I was working at the steel mill. We weren't married at the time, and we went to the Allentown Fair. I lived in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and there was this sideshow guy there, 
called Joseph Greenstein. He was known as the Mighty Adam. Uh, you could Google him. He's a, the most amazing guy I ever met in my life. I think that is what propelled me and motivated me into being who I am. Here we got this little guy. I mean, he's like five foot nothing, 90 pounds. I mean, he must have been about 72 at the time, bending 60 penny nails with a hanky. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He passed all these nails out to the audience. And I'm, I'm with a bunch of big guys. We're all still working at the steel mill and stuff. And we look like idiots trying to bend these things. This little old guy on stage, like a horseshoe. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And that stuck in my head. I went down to the steel mill. I got a box of nails. I mean, there must have been 560 penny nails in there. I'd be out in the garage trying to bend it. I had two holes in my palms every day. But I didn't give up. That's the, that's the key. You don't give up. You keep going and going and going. One day I went, it was like butter in my hand. The nail just went, shoo. I did it for my wife. And she's like, I can't believe this. It's just amazing. And so I started putting that in the show. And, you know, I was called the psychic madman doing all these colleges. But like you just said, you, you just hit on it. So as I, as I got older, I took that out of the act. That obviously, I can't keep bending 60 penny nails. But today, at the age of 67, I'm back. And bending the 60 penny nails again, oh, like right next door here in my gym. Every day I bend a 60 penny nail. Where does it come from? Exercise your brain and your body, your mind and your body seem to go together. I mean, I mean, I overcome like heart disease and everything else. And your brain and your body, man, when you put the two of them together and you get those working in sync, you could do anything. You could accomplish anything. And that's what I talk about. In, in my travels and hopefully they start up again with this coronavirus. I don't know. It'd be great to get out there again. I'd love, I miss that so much working around the world like that. I just miss that. But yeah, like you said, getting the, the physical, the mental and the physical go together. Hey, 67 years old, I became the mighty Adam. When I'm 70, I'll be bending 60 penny nails. That's like a dream. It's amazing. So Jim, okay. I want to, I want to ask you a question because I think this is something that, that our audience really needs to understand as it relates to memory. And again, I, I, I just, I just love to talk about what you've been able to demonstrate and prove. So I'm going to bring a, a bit of research to it and then I'm going to throw it back to you. And that is in one of our high school uh, classes that we've been teaching or that we've taught and the high school teacher continues to do. Uh, she's learned that in the ninth grade, when she starts teaching these kids some of the fundamental memory skills, uh, some of the memory systems, uh, they show some immediate improvement uh, in a very short period of time. But then she continues with these students, and uh, they've got a mental athletes club, and in their second year, they show immediate improvement. Uh, but in their third year, she calls it, they go like a rocket, meaning they've learned, they've learned, they've got the basics and the fundamentals. And in their junior years is when they go on the debating team and the robotics team and the brain team. And they go across the state and they keep winning state competitions uh, coming out of this high school in Pennsylvania. Now, the question I want to ask to you, Jim, and I, I, it's kind of a silly question because I know what the answer is going to be. As you've practiced your techniques over the years and you think about what you started with and where you continue to go and evolve even today, as you just showed us with these tricks that you put on the table using memory and math, does it get easier for you to do these things or do you find that you have to work harder? Uh, that's, that's a really, really good question because it, it definitely, definitely, definitely gets much easier. 
because what happens is I have this matrix built in my brain. You have to start somewhere. I mean, it just doesn't, you just don't take a pill and you have a good memory. Yeah. You have to work just like anything. It takes work, you know, just like, Hey, you want to be in the Olympics. You got to work. You want to play pro football. You got to work at it. It just doesn't come to you. You know, it's, it's so, so I did a lot of work, a lot of pushing, but the what, now the reward comes because now say you would send me a list of 500 names of people and their birth dates. And I have to memorize them by Friday. I sure as heck can do it really quickly by attaching it to the matrix, the information that I have up there now. So to answer your question, yes, everything becomes much, much easier. The more knowledge and the more trick methods or whatever you want to call them that you have stored in your head, the easier it is to connect that. And it doesn't matter how old you are and your brain is unlimited capacity. Trust me, it's just unlimited. I mean, I can't even believe the, the, the stuff that's up there right now. I can't believe it. I mean, I could close my eyes and rattle off 20,000 digits of pi if we had the time. I could close my eyes and rattle off all the words in the scrapbook. Where does this come from, Tony? Where does this? And that's why I am studying the brain right now. And that's why I'm associating myself with all these doctors, these top neuroscientists and brainiacs all over the world, because I want to know how the hell I do what I do. This is really amazing. This is a, and it's addictive. It's like, it's like, it's like when you're hungry, you have to eat. Well, when I'm, my brain is hungry and I have to keep feeding it information. It's just really cool. It's the coolest feeling. And I can feel the energy coming in my body. Now it's somehow it, it attracts energy. And I think that's the key to fighting off all these physical ailments. I don't know that. I don't know what I'm getting into here. You so know, Jim, uh, whenever I listen to you talk and with such passion and such energy, I just think sometimes of an audience that hears that and says, okay, is this guy like off the wall or is he, <laughs> like, is he a real human being? And I can be this way. And, and that's why I take you back to your, your history and your background and the experiences you've had and the investments you've made in your own physical and mental health. And you, you hit the nail on the head. I find even working with doctors, they say too many people want the easy pill, which is give me a pill in the morning and let me feel better tomorrow. And when it comes to memory, how many research projects now on Alzheimer's and dementia and things, memory loss, how much billions of dollars have been spent on research that is showing zero in terms of abilities. And here's a Jim Carroll who's invested in his own mental capacities and his physiology and his nutrition and his exercising has put the work in. And, and, it, and it's not work 24-7. It's work that you can tell from just what you just finished talking about. He's got a passion and an energy for wanting to make a difference in his own life and in the lives of the people that he can influence and touch that are outside his fear of his basement that's not got him locked in, which is, you can hear from his comments earlier, he wants to get out into the world and share. They're not secrets. That's what's amazing. He, he doesn't, like, like, I'm keeping this to myself. He wants to share with the world, hey, anybody can do this. Now, why I asked him the question is, anybody can do this, starting with basics and you start with ABCs, you know, that's where you come in. You, you know, are the guy that can teach that better than anyone. I know the basics of memory, how to get into this. It's just amazing. I mean, it's, Hey, Tony, tell everybody that, that, that wants to get into improving their brain. Where could they find your book? Where could they find some of these memory programs you have? And I mean, because you're the, you're the guy, you're the, you're the, 
you're the guy that teaches that basic thing that gets you into this. And once you get it rolling, I mean, this is amazing what you can do with your life and the energies. That's what I'm concerned about right now. The brain, the mental energy, where does this coming from? Where's this energy? Like I could go in my weight room over here now and, and I could, it's, I could do things that I thought were impossible when I was in my twenties and thirties and I'm doing them now. And at 67, this is insane. All up in all up in here, Jim. Yeah. So where does it start? Tell them. How so, do you get your so, book? Where's your book? What's your I, so so my book is the one that's out now that's been a big help and I've been using is called Grassroots Leaders, and you can get that on Amazon. But the memory techniques, you can go to the USA Memory Championship.com website. Jim's one of our, our community, uh, our committee members that helps us uh, giving us feedback. So it's USA Memory Championship.com. And then underneath that, you'll go to Maximum Memory Mastery. Uh, we have an online course that people have been signing up for and giving some fabulous feedback uh, and taking an online course, which my son, Michael Dottino. Developed. Michael, he's awesome. Your son, Michael, Michael is awesome. Michael yeah. and Jim, I tell you, Michael loves talking to Jim. Yeah. I mean, uh, between Jim and Robert and Jamie and, and Michael Dottino, and I listen to this, <laughs> and I just step back and say, just listen and shut up, which is hard for me to do. But the three of them having conversations together are just awesome. And Michael had 20 years of Disney and wanted to leave years ago. But until my grandkids were done with college, he was going to stay at Disney. So he left two years ago and he's created an online course. And we're, we're looking to get some help from Jim and pulling that course out into, into a domain that I think people would find extraordinarily valuable and making a huge difference in their lives. But I want to go back to Jim. Because the points that, that I'm trying to make here is Jim did not start with where you're seeing him be today. He's laid a foundation and he's just continued to build on the foundation. And he's now created a, a skyscraper. It's probably bigger than the Empire State Building, but he's had the passion and the, the determination to stay with it. So, Jim, I, this is going to be my, I got, I probably got two or three more questions. That's where it all starts, baby, right there, Tony, deck of cards. So, Jim, where does your passion and energy come from that keeps you sustaining? And then I want to come back and share a granddaughter story. Well, now you're in view, you're interviewing me. Where's, I'm supposed to be interviewing you. All right, the passion. Like, I have no idea where it comes from. I just, look at, I just keep doing what I'm doing. Let me tell you something. My wife will go to sleep nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. I'm up till midnight, one in the morning, trying to study new things, doing research on MIT, Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, Harvard, all the sites, all the, I, I do a lot of research and uh, I, that's my passion. I just, look, I grew up, like we said in the beginning of this podcast, barely making it out of high school. I had to go to summer school to get my diploma. Maybe that's my drive. Like, hey, I could have been, <laughs> well, I could have been something with it with this, but I got bullied and, and picked on and everything else, and I just didn't care. I just wanted to get out of school. I ended up at the steel mill, and maybe now it's just my way of pushing myself. I push myself. I keep pushing myself more and more every day. Like tonight, I'll probably between me and you, Tony. This is this is no baloney. I will bet in the last three months my knowledge has doubled. What the heck is going on? Where does this come from? Anybody out there know, tell me, where does this come from? And you hit it, you hit the nail on the head. P for passion. P for positive energy. Maybe that ESPN with the P for positive, it should be P for passion. The passion is so, you have to really want this really bad. 
And then with the passion comes the energy. The energy just comes in your body. I mean, that's the coolest thing. I mean, all of a sudden, when those 60 penny nails bend like that, where is that coming from? I'm sure not strong enough to bend a 60 penny nail, but this is really cool stuff. Tony Latino, yep. you are like a, an amazing guy. Tell, okay, I want to hear the story about your, your granddaughter. I remember oh, you told I, me this. Yeah. I've, got to, I've got to tell this story. Yeah, we'll end with this. Yeah, go this ahead. This is so unbelievable. And, you know, uh, my granddaughter is on vacation on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And somehow she fell off of our upper bunk of a bunk bed. And she breaks her ankle. So she winds up spending a few days uh, in a cast uh, on a vacation, but she goes to a hospital there. They fit her in the cast. She gets back to Pennsylvania where she lives. And now she's going through therapy and her ankle weeks, weeks later is still swollen. And so she's still in pain. She's still not able to walk. The cast is off. The doctors are trying to figure out, you know, I don't go for more therapy. And, and they go. so finally I said, okay, who's the bones guy that I know that can talk about the bones of the human body? It's like, duh. And so the next thing I'm, I say, Jim, let me tell you about what happened to my granddaughter and let me tell you what's going on. And he gives me, he says, Tony, there's this little bone in the, God, Jim, I still don't know if I'll remember. The cuboid. The okay, cuboid. there's this yeah. little bone in the body that might, in, in the ankle that may be hiding. Have her go back and have yeah. the docs do either an MRI or X-ray and focus on that bone. And sure as hell, if that's not the bone that was well, still- so It had to be because that's right where you told me it was aching her and the, the pain right. was. It, that's where so Dr. Dr. Carroll was able oh, to shit. help me get my granddaughter back off of the crutches and back off of what I call the swollen ankle. But by God, that was a hor- what? But, but the experience, for I felt awful, but then I at least had a resource that I could at least say, help me with this one because I don't know what else to do. And I'm working with doctors and orthopedics in my hospital consulting work, and nobody knows anything. So I said, Jim Carroll, bones of the body, and bam. Dr. Carroll, I got to remember that. Tony Latino, you're fantastic. Everybody check this guy's book out. If you ever want to get into memory, this is the guy to teach you, man. He's the best. Tony, thanks for joining us today, and uh, we'll see you again soon, buddy. Yeah, Can't wait. It's been a pleasure. All right, thank you. You have a great night. See you guys night. soon. Hey, till next time. Bye, Bye. Tony. Thank you for liking, sharing, and if you really want to superpower your mental strength, subscribe and thrive. Visit us at jimmydebrain.com.